Financial investments are very important, but so are the investments of time, patience, and encouragement our young athletes receive from their coaches, teachers, and mentors. That's why Edward Jones is a proud sponsor of St. Louis University Billiken Basketball. Contact your local Edward Jones financial advisor for your investment needs by visiting edwardjones.com. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. Welcome to From the Stairs, your one-stop shop podcast for insider access and in-depth interviews with your favorite Billiken coaches and players. Be sure to follow the show on Twitter at Billiken Podcast for the latest news on future episodes. Now, here is your host, Billiken Athletic Director, Chris May. Hello, Billiken fans. Welcome back to our uh, podcast from the stands where we uh, talk Billiken athletics all the time. It's great to have Travis Ford with us today. Travis doesn't need uh, doesn't need any introduction, but uh, the media relations guy told sent me bio, so I have to read this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I tell, tell you, Travis, uh, entering your sixth season at SLU, man, how fast has that gone? I feel like it was like yesterday we were sitting preparing for a snowstorm in Denver when we were uh, breaking bread and talking about being a Billiken. But uh, entering your sixth year, how uh, how do you look at this team? Obviously, we've come a long, long way. We've won a bunch of games in the last few years. We were in position last year before we got hit by by COVID. But uh, how? How do you look at the program right now with, uh, you know, coming off of a great summer and, and going into your sixth season? Yeah, it's a good question. Uh, first, great to, great to be on the podcast. Um, you know, we're, we're going into kind of a, 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 the next phase of hopefully continually to climb the ladder. Um, and that phase is, you know, we graduated two seniors that uh, have had a major impact on helping us rebuild the program a little bit in Jordan Goodwin and Hassan French. Um, where we're at right now, I think, is as much stability within our roster probably that we've ever had. Uh, the balance of from freshmen to seniors, uh, the balance of talent, um, different uh, players having different roles and strengths. And that all takes time uh, and it can fluctuate in different years. Uh, right now, as we look at our team and we just finished our summer workouts and we're headed obviously into, into classes and things like that, probably as much as any group that I can remember, our group improved each and every day. Uh, every day we saw improvement up until our very last workout. It was the best workout we had. And I think that has a lot to do with everybody, you know, has a little bit different role with Jordan Goodwin and Hassan French not being there. Everybody's role has enhanced. And I think that's one of those areas why we saw the improvement that we saw each and every day is uh, you didn't have that extreme experience and, and like you have when you have four guys, two guys that have started for four years. So I like the balance of our team. I like the, uh, you know, the, the, the culture of our team right now is, is probably as good as it's ever been. Well, it's interesting you bring up the balance of a team because uh, we talk about all the time, not with the transfer portal coming in, the recruiting has changed. How do, you, how do you look at putting the pieces together differently today than even you did five years ago because of how the environment's changed in college basketball? 
Uh, it's going to require incredible patience from uh, all of us coaches because you have so many different avenues to recruit from. And there is a possibility that some years you're going to be – you might be trying to replace half your team. You never know. I, you know, I, we, I know of many coaches that lost eight, nine players to the portal. Uh, you know, uh, so you got to have extreme patience when it comes to recruiting, uh, and which is not easy to do sometimes, especially when you're going through a COVID period like we did when we haven't really been out recruiting for about a year and a half to just be patient because you have high, great high school seniors, you have prep school uh, kids, you have young men in junior college, you have the portal, um, fifth year transfers. So you really got to spend a lot of time thinking about your roster management of where you're at at that particular time. I don't know how much you start looking at three, four years in advance like you used to, but you got to really examine your roster almost on a daily basis on where you're at, what you need, and you've got to keep an eye on the great high school kids as well as the portal and different things like that. Uh, and then now even social media. You know, there's so many – there's so much information on social media. There's, social media has so many positives and negatives. One of the positives, we find out a lot about players through social media. It may be that we see another school has offered a kid, and you may say, oh, I wonder who that is. And you start looking them up and like, wow, that's somebody we might, you know – and it happens vice versa. We know we may offer a young man that all of a sudden, three days later, somebody else has offered him and we find out they heard about him through us. So it uh, recruiting, no question, Chris, has changed as drastically as it ever has changed in the last six months. Well, it, it's fascinating how it's changed. And, and, and like you and I spoke this morning, you've got all these moving pieces. Then how much more important is culture in your locker room because recruiting has changed so much and you've got you've got people coming from different backgrounds how important is it to really have that clear and have everybody know what team blue is all about yeah you know culture is a, a very popular word nowadays uh, everybody's using it and i think it's in a very important word extremely important but it has to be seen rather than heard um and that's going to be that's an important part uh it has to be something that you're doing more of the action than you are talking about it and it's going to be a challenge for many programs every year and i think everybody's going to go through it every single program is going to go through where a year where you lose you know more guys than you hope you lose and then the culture then you got to start developing that culture over again we're at a point right now within our team our makeup of our team right now uh our cultures is probably as good as it's ever been because we have players in our that have been in our system for two to three four years multiple players and that makes it easier when you have brought in the Jordan Nesbitts, the Rashad Williams, DeAndre's, and you know, these new, we have about four new players. Hopefully I don't have to talk a lot about our culture. Hopefully it is transformed through our other players where they recognize it on how we do things. This is how we do it. And the other players are teaching our culture. When you have start having the players holding each other accountable, that's when things take a whole different direction. Um, and when you have as many players that have played in this system, in our program, they'll teach these new guys what our culture is all about. What, what I was really impressed by this summer is seeing exactly what you just mentioned. I saw Yuri Collins bringing people and, and walking people through where they were supposed to be. I, I showed up to a couple practices where the practices had started before you got there. Yeah. And, and how, 
how did you see that evolve and grow this summer? And what do you think uh, our team got out of this summer? You know, it's interesting. You make a great point where our players kind of started starting the practices themselves and that evolved within them. That's not something I started. It actually started way back at the end of the season and postseason um, when I was going back and forth a lot from the hospital uh, with Ford and I may be showing up five, 10 minutes late to a, to a, a, a workout with our team. And uh, for whatever reason, these guys were already starting on their own. It started, they did it, took it on themselves. But you're talking about, you know, Yuri Collins, who's been here for two years, Fred Thatch, who's been here for three years. And these guys, you know, not only knew what to do, but took up the responsibility of, all right, we understand coach is going through some things right now. Uh, we know what to do. Let's let's take a little bit maybe off that plate or that's one way we can show support or this is one way we can show leadership. You can talk about it a lot of different ways, but the bottom line is, oh, probably two to three times I walked in and they were 15 minutes into practice and hadn't missed a beat. And I think as a coach, that makes you feel good that uh, you've developed enough habits in these young men that they know what to do. Uh, and I think that's, you know, a sign of a culture of these guys understand, uh, you know, what I want. It's the first time I've seen that in, in the six years. All of a sudden now those yeah. guys were taken and run with it and you yeah. can see how they were developing and growing. Um, something that you've talked about since you got here is how important St. Louis and St. Louis recruiting is to us. And obviously with Jordan Nesbitt here, he's the next He's the next wave, right? How critical is that? And what do you see as the St. Louis recruiting role for our program? Well, one of the things I've enjoyed uh, the most uh, is being around such great high school basketball, which I've never been before as far as a coach is concerned. And uh, I'd be probably remiss in to say I'm a little, I was a little shocked on how great it really is. Uh, I, I didn't realize, and you always knew St. Louis had, had developed some good players through the years and things like that. But until I moved here and got a part of it, I, wow, it's some, some of the best high school basketball in the country. And that has to do with coaches, high school coaches, AAU programs, and just great individual talent. So it's been uh, a lot of fun for me just to be able to recruit locally uh, and go to high school games uh, so easily and practices. But it is important that we pick the right players. We can't take everybody. That's the one of the problems we found that we've developed, I think, a program now that people want to be a part of, but we can't take everybody. We're, every year you have different needs, um, things like that. Uh, um, and we've had success from – you know, Yuri Collins, Javante, TJ, and go down the line. Obviously, Jordan Nesbitt, as you as you have mentioned, uh, and then Jordan Goodwin, who just graduated, that will go down as one of the all-time great Billiken basketball players, uh, is a is a local young man. Um, it is something we. It is an emphasis, as you know. It is a, an extreme emphasis for us. It is a focus for us. We spend a lot of time developing relationships with the high school coaches, the AU coaches, uh, as best we can. Uh, to put ourselves in position to be able to recruit these young men. But it's, uh, you know, I, I, and I found it means a lot to these young men to represent not just our university, but to represent the city that they live in. And I think it, 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 there's something a little extra uh, about that. Well, it's, it's, it's fun watching and it's been great 
uh, getting to meet Jordan a little bit this summer. As he grows, he showed up not necessarily <laughs> totally prepared for what uh, Team Blue was all about, but he's right there now. Uh, share with the share with the Billiken fans uh, the the story of Francis Okoro. That that young man seems to work his tail off uh, all summer. He's been in there. Tell what what should the Billikens expect by October one? We're almost a month out from full practice starting what should they expect to see from francis yeah francis of course is a special young man and just the way he goes about his daily routine and what uh, his values are and what he believes in being the best he can be you know i started watching francis to go back a little bit when he was playing with the aau team here uh, in st louis and was a great player and one probably the best aau team in the summer that time i think they maybe end up finished second in in the eybl and he played with Fred Thatch and he played with TJ and some of these guys and just fell in love with him. And he actually graduated high school early and went to Oregon, University of Oregon. He actually graduated a year early and, uh, and that just shows his commitment to, to his academics. And then he wanted to get closer back to home. Uh, Francis wanted to get back closer to home. So we were fortunate enough that we had developed a big enough relationship early on, uh, even though we didn't get him and it's a great, you know, as I told you, recruiting, you just never know. And uh, we were fortunate to get him. But he is – Francis probably is in my top five of my 25 years as a head coach. Top five players in wanting to be his best. He is obsessed with – uh, working out with the coaches and wanting to do more, wanting to do extra. And he has, and it's become a little bit of a fault, a little bit in that he wants to do everything perfect. Everything has to be done perfect or he's going to do it again. And sometimes I tell him it doesn't have to be perfect. Sometimes you have to take a chance. Sometimes you have to do things wrong in order to get it right. But he, you know, he wants to be perfect. He wants to please, but he's obsessed with wanting to be the best he can and spending time in the gym extra, weightlifting extra, uh, a very disciplined young man. What is his game like? You know, uh, he's 6'9", uh, about 235, 240, athletic, might be the fastest player on our team. Uh, he's uh, gifted defensively first and foremost. He can really defend and block shots. He His offensive game, especially at Oregon, uh, wasn't showcased a lot. That just was their system. He will be showcased more in our system. Uh, but uh, his athleticism, his will to want to be great, uh, defense are probably his strengths right now. And his offensive game is going to continue to come along because – you know we're gonna we're we're gonna ask him to be a little bit more of an offensive force than he's ever been. Um, so school starts tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It, it's game time. Time to go. Um, how you've got a few new staff members that mm-hmm. uh, I've been really impressed by their work this summer, from Bill to Thomas to Devell, a guy that Billikens are used to. How do you feel about the staff, um, and how excited are you with that group coming together to help lead our team? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm overly excited uh, and very comfortable with our staff and comfortability is probably a big word for it because, 
um, everybody that uh, we brought in, and there's some new names and faces, are people that I had a prior relationship with, and I think uh, that's important because you know, you know, you know what you're getting. I'm not going to surround myself with people that I don't believe in that haven't earned that right. And I've been around, obviously, Phil Forte as a player and as a coach. He came here, paid his dues as a GA, was obviously made himself a great player, and that his work ethic as a player is carries over as a coach, uh, especially as a young coach. Just your hunger and your work ethic can get you through as long as you're willing to learn from everybody around you. And he not only has great knowledge, but he's willing to learn and he's willing to work. So it's great to have Phil a part of our staff. Uh, then we brought in, you know, we had two new GAs. Those kind of rotate every two years. Uh, young man, Devell's back with us who wants to be a great coach. And I think we all realize how far he came as a student athlete here that he's going to be a great coach administrator something because he has great people skills he's disciplined he's accountable um so we're excited and then a young man i recruited at oklahoma state i uh, spent a lot of time with didn't coach him thomas dezagua his dad's a great high school played for his dad who's a big time high school coach in tampa you know, he's coached a lot of great players. He comes from a basketball background. Very similar to Phil Forte, made himself a great player. And what I like about Thomas is he's made a decision early in his career. He could still be overseas playing. You know, he I want to be a coach. He's really a, He really is obsessed about wanting to be a, a coach. So he's made the decision early in his career that I'm going to be a GA. I'm going to learn and develop relationships. Uh, and he's going to be great for our players, uh, mentoring them and working with them uh, on a daily basis. Then we've got new strength and conditioning coach, Jake Manselman, who we were together, you know, at Oklahoma State, who's going to be a major asset to us. Uh, new video coordinator and Brad Lewis. So, you know, we've, we've got a lot of new faces, but uh, I'm very comfortable uh, with all of them. Well, a lot, lot to be excited about. Last question. So we're going to announce the schedule, non-conference schedule this week. Um, kind of a big December, it appears to be in Shavis Arena. Yeah, and it kind of just grew on us. Uh, it kind of looked at him like, well, well, wait a second here. What have we done? Uh, but it's great. Uh, I think first and foremost, it's, it, it's going to be great. It's going to be challenging, but our fans have something to look forward to. I, I think it's probably the best December schedule we've ever had. Uh, as far as teams coming into shape, it's arena, uh, four straight games, three of them Saturdays. You got UAB on a Saturday. Then you've got Auburn on a Saturday. Then you've got Boston college on a Saturday. Uh, let me go ahead. UAB just took six transfers. All those transfers averaged double figures at the division one school. They were yet at before that's after we signed the contract to play them. So you know, we are like, Whoa, uh, but but Andy Kennedy, who we all, you know, you know, Andy, Andy was a great player at UAB, probably one of the greatest players to play at UAB and had a great successful coaching career. He's back at his alma mater and really bringing them up. That's going to be a big game. And then sandwiched in between that UAB on a Saturday and Auburn on a Saturday is a top 25 team in Belmont. Belmont's coming in here to Chaffetz Arena on a Tuesday or Wednesday night. Yeah. Um, and it's sandwiched in there as part of that uh, that tough schedule we have. 
Auburn on any poll you'll see, they're top 10 in America. And then obviously we all know Boston College has great basketball tradition. And we play Memphis in November at Memphis. They'll be returning that game. So from top to bottom, it's the toughest schedule that we've got. you got Boise State that we started a series with, and they've had a ton of success. And then the oldest team in America, the most veteran team in America, Drake, which was a top 20 team all last year, top 20 this year. We're playing them in a neutral site game. So it's 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 going to be all that we can we 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 want that's for sure well a lot to be fired up about um we appreciate your time today uh what i'm most encouraged by is boy what those guys got done this summer it was great to stick the head in the gym and see the new faces see i mean we didn't even talk about all the specifics but guys hitting shots uh getting more shots off than i can remember yeah we probably got more playmakers than we've ever had probably as a as a whole guys playmaking, scoring, making shots. You, you know, you got shot makers like Rashad Williams, DeAndre, and you got, you know, obviously you got Gibson out there and Javante out there and Fred out there. And you can go down, TJ's really had a great summer. Probably have more, as, as you said, shot making ability and playmaking ability than we've had since I've been here. Well, we'll, we'll talk again. We can't wait to get after it. Uh, thanks for your time today. And uh, Team Blue's in good hands, and we're fired up to get it going today. So well, appreciate you. Appreciate, yeah, appreciate you having me on. Thank you. Thanks for listening to From the Stands with Billiken Athletic Director Chris May. Subscribe to our podcast in the iTunes Store and have the latest episodes sent straight to your phone. Go Billikens! Financial investments are very important, but so are the investments of time, patience, and encouragement our young athletes receive from their coaches, teachers, and mentors. That's why Edward Jones is a proud sponsor of St. Louis University Billiken Basketball. Contact your local Edward Jones financial advisor for your investment needs by visiting edwardjones.com. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. SIPC.